Hello, my lovelies. I hope you're listening closely because I'm about to come through with the juiciest of announcements. I don't know about you, but I am so sick and tired of Zoom learning and virtual connections. That is why I am so excited to announce that we have just opened applications for 25 badass women in business to join us in Miami in 2022 for the very first ever Momentum Personal Branding and Business Retreat. Yes, you heard me right. We go into Miami. But first, let's get something straight. This is not a rah-rah retreat or a conference. Momentum is a personal brand building experience. It's a three and a half day hands-on training where we get to work. I am partnering with some of the top experts in the game. I'm talking marketing, social media, PR, intellectual property, branding. And over the weekend together, we are going to show you how to position yourself as a captivating industry leader who gets those premium paying clients and aligned speaking opportunities without a huge following or hiring an expensive PR team. Basically, we about to bust your personal brand into the next stratosphere. Plus, you're going to enjoy a luxe venue with Miami vibes, get that deck and swag bag filled with pampering and business goodies, pose for a stack of juicy new lifestyle headshots, and of course, mouth-watering eats and treats that demand to be shown over on the gram. My favorite part is I've created the juiciest personal brand playbook that you're going to be able to fill out on the spot so when you leave, you are ready to implement with strategy, confidence, and ease. So if you've been waiting for a sign that it's time to level up your presence and unleash your industry expertise, then this is the invitation that you have been waiting for. So here's the thing. We have limited spots available because we want to create this curated experience for every Every single one of you who get into that room. So once the spots are gone, they be gone. So if you know you want to be there, just visit bit.ly forward slash momentum retreat. Now let's get into the episode. When you're trying to figure out your people and streamline your topics, that's where you really want to think about like, what are your main topics that you create content around? So like with someone like you, I would say, okay, look at maybe your last 20 to 25 podcast episodes. What are you really talking about on those episodes or, you know, your content? What are your main topics that you create content around? Because from there, you'll be able to drill down your actual keywords. So you're going to use your topics as like your pillar keywords to start your searching on Pinterest. You do your keyword research on Pinterest because that's where people are actually searching at. And then from there, you're going to start getting keywords that kind of fall under those pillar topics. And you want to get at least 75 to 100 keywords. It sounds like a lot, but this Mm. is a search engine. So you want to make sure that your content is able to come up in all the different search results that people might use. Someone might say Instagram strategy, whereas somebody else might say Instagram marketing. So you will want your content to show up in both of those search results. Welcome to the Juicy CEO Podcast. Listen, it's time to give you some hard truths, so sit up and pay attention. If you don't know how to stand out online today, you have already lost. In order to create credibility, influence, and real staying power, you have to build a personal brand with some juice. So join me, personal brand strategist, coach, and breast cancer survivor, Monique Bryan, each Wednesday morning as I teach you all the tips and tricks I use to build my six-figure brand while in remission. It's time for you to get to that juicy CEO status by learning from some badass women in business who've been where you are, showing you that juicy CEOs are made, 
not born. So sit back, relax, and let's get ready to get into the juice. I am super excited about this conversation we are about to have because we are going to be talking about a topic that I have been wanting to sink my teeth into for too long. And people, I am talking about Pinterest because according to Sprout Social, Pinterest has over 450 million monthly active users and 60% of those users are women. It's like, what have you been doing? Get it together, which is exactly why I am bringing on our next guest so she can help me get all the way right to us. So let me tell you a little bit about this queen. We are welcoming Presh Rogers to the show. She is a Pinterest marketing expert and ad specialist or Pinterest badass for short and the CEO of The Pinning Oasis, a boutique Pinterest marketing agency that helps online coaches, service providers, and content creators pimp Pinterest to drive more people and profit to their business. When she's not giving out high energy, good laughs, or sunshine vibes, you can find her sipping her favorite drink of the day, dancing around for fun, or watching her latest Netflix binge. We are all about that Netflix binge, people. And she likes to say there's nothing more profitable than being authentically you and respecting your energy. I could not agree more. Welcome, Fresh, to the CEO stage. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Oh, my God. I love when people can match my energy because it is always so fun. <laughs> like, I love it. I know. And I find, I love the same. I am the same. And that's why I love to do it. Videos. I can see. And you, she's got all this gorgeous purple hair, people. Like, I was like, <laughs> Winnie would love to dye her hair pink, but that's another talk oh for another God. time. <laughs> but I love yours. I love it. I love it. I love it. And... We need to talk. Like, there's so many questions I have. There's so many. Like, guys, I know you guys want to know about Pinterest. So luckily for you, you're going to get a lot of tips and stuff. But really, this is about me. This is about what Monique needs. Because this is a platform that I feel like I have slept on way too long. It is so perfect for my business. And I think I've just been afraid to jump into a new platform. So before I even go there, I would love to let people know, like, what had you go into the Pinterest game. Tell people a little, little about your story. So I started out as a general VA in 2019. And my first client, actually, she was a blogger and influencer. And she knew that Pinterest was like one of her top traffic drivers. But she knew that she wasn't actually leveraging it like she could. So she asked me if I could help her. And I'm a VA, so I can do everything, right? I can I can totally do this. <laughs> and I had took the VA course that I took. There was like a module about being a Pinterest manager. And and I was like, people pay people to like pin for them. Like that was crazy for me. And so I was like, okay, I'll help. And I just started really learning more deeper into it. And I just loved that it was something that people kind of like under undervalue. It's like the underdog. People don't see the power of it. And when once you understand how it actually works, it's like, oh my God, this is so amazing. You know, it's like a fusion of a search engine and social media. It's like a Google mixed with a YouTube, mixed with an Instagram all together. Mm -hmm. And you're getting things that is a long-term marketing solution. So for me, it was like really fun to learn about it. And then from there, it just kind of like soared for me. I just started out with Pinterest and Instagram. And then I was like, I'm just going to go all in on Pinterest. I love it. And like, it's like for her to even say that, because you know, guys, everybody's like Instagram, Instagram. Okay. Like as a side note. Okay. I am so over Instagram. I'm like looking around as if Instagram is listening <laughs> to are. me. There'll be a time where they'll be like, Monique, I thought you were over Instagram. Yes, I'm on it and I'm over it. It keeps changing every five minutes and I just feel like it's not giving me 
the juicy vibes I used to have. The thing I love about Pinterest is it's so inspirational, aspirational. Like I go to Pinterest, I'm searching, I'm like making boards. It's like, it's giving me all kinds of good feels. I don't have the same feeling when I go to Instagram because it's mixed with so much other world news and everything else. And I want to kind of just curate my day and I can't do that when I'm on Instagram, but I feel like I can do that on Pinterest. So like for you, I would love to like for you to tell like, why do you feel this is such an underdog? Like why are business owners getting on this bandwagon? I mean, I'm going to go on it. So everybody, you don't need to go on it right now. Okay, I'm about to go dominate. But why do you think people are like missing out on this? I think it's because they hear that it's something that's going to take them time. It's not going to work overnight. It's not something that you make a post and right then and there, people are going to see it. It is a search engine and all search engines, no matter which one you use, Google, YouTube, Pinterest, they all take time to optimize. But the key part there is that they are not, you know, your content is on there forever. Like long as you are driving traffic on Pinterest to someplace that still exists off the platform, then it's still going to be there. People can still always find your content. So that's why when you go on Pinterest now, if you search for something, you can find something from two, three, five, ten years ago. And imagine the person on the other end, like if you have a blog and you're going there, you know, we go for recipes that we don't make, but you're still going to this person's blog for a recipe that they posted six years ago around, especially around this time, you know, I'm pretty sure full bloggers get all the stuff right now. And imagine that, you know, they created something six years ago and it's still getting them traffic. It's still probably getting them money to their website or whatever it is. And that's why when my previous client, it was like she was getting all this traffic and she was like, I'm not even doing the right things yet. How do I actually leverage it? And I think that's what a lot of people don't mm. understand. It's like, how do I actually do it? And then they want it to be something that's overnight, but it's like, it's not going to work that quickly. And it's something that I always tell people, Pinterest shouldn't be probably your first marketing platform because you're using Pinterest to drive traffic to content that you're already creating. So if you are not creating content, where are you going to actually send the Pinterest traffic to? So that's like someone come to me and they're like, well, I don't want to really do videos or Instagram or blogging. And it's like, so where is... I don't want to do nothing. I just want to collect them right, checks. So like, I don't want to actually put any effort. Where are you going to send the traffic? You, you, you don't have like, to send the traffic to you. If you're not doing something that's actually creating content, like, you know, a podcast, if you have like actual free offers, you know, you can send traffic. You're sending traffic someplace off the platform. So you're not really creating content as much for Pinterest. Now it's a little different because we do have idea pins. So that is really kind of meant for the platform. But when you're wanting to send people off the platform, which most people do, it's like, where are you going to send them? So you have to be creating content. You have to have content to send people to. Okay, so that is perfect. That is like the little, so a couple of things there. One, the fact that the content lives there forever, it like that already warms my heart and makes me think like, what have I been doing my whole life? Because I create so much content and with like Facebook and Instagram, you, first of all, 10, only 10% of your audience will ever see it. And then it's gone. Like you create ads and then they're gone. You spend all this time and money creating mm -hmm. them and then it's gone. And then you do it again. That's the other thing I can talk about all day because like even with Pinterest ads, like when people save your Pinterest ads, now you're going to get organic traffic from there that does not end. Unlike when you run a Facebook ad, once you turn it off, they're off. Pinterest ads, if you turn them off, if they've been saved or shared by other pinners, then it's still going to get a lot of traction because now it's being seen by people organically, just naturally. So it's a lot of like give back to oh. that on that part of like running like paid marketing. And I also always tell people I push paid marketing because one, I'm not patient either. I don't want six months for it to take six months. I want to rush it. So like 
the I'm mm. going to stick behind. Like, you know, if you don't, if you don't have that time where you're kind of like, you wanted the results like right now, then you have to be willing to put the money behind it. But if you have something else that where you're like, okay, I'm using another marketing platform, but I want to use Pinterest too. You have to know that it's going to take time. So don't, you should be putting your foundation, not foundation, you should be putting your efforts into building that foundation, but it shouldn't be where you like, I need this to give me a return tomorrow because that way it's, it's not going to give you. Mm-hmm. And that's why a lot of people give up on it so quickly because they don't have other things where it's going to give them that, that those people that they're looking for right now. And I love that you said like, it shouldn't be your very first social media platform. Like the very first thing you start with, you need the other pieces. So I'd love it if you kind of like what, if somebody was coming to you today, slash Monique, if somebody was coming to you today and was like, I want to get started on Pinterest, what do you recommend that they need to have in place first? So it depends on their goal. So say you come and you say, well, you know, let's go with you. What would be your main goal for Pinterest? <laughs> okay. Well, since you asked, since you asked, Oh my God, I don't know what my goals are. That's how it, it's, it's not, it's not, I have a, I have a couple of goals. One, I want to drive more people to my website. And two, I want to drive more people to okay. the podcast. So those are more good. Like those are what I would call smaller, smaller goals because th- there could be different levels. Some people might say, I want to get more clients. And I always say, you're probably, Oh, wait, I'm, that's, that's, that too. That's, 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 that's a bigger goal. So it's like, you have to understand the customer journey, the funnel that you have set up because. A lot of people think, well, I could go from Pinterest to a client. And it's like, no, because people on Pinterest are cold traffic. They do not know you. So the likelihood of someone going from seeing your pin on Pinterest and becoming a client, especially what most of the people I work with, they have high ticket offers. That's not going to happen. They do not know you. They have to actually be nurtured and warm up to you. So, but if you're sending people to mm-hmm. a smaller goal, like your podcast, where it's like, well, now they can get to know me, then you know, that's like part of your funnel that you're getting them into. So for that, it's just as long as you, if you are, your goal is your podcast, that's easy because you have content, your, your podcast is your content. You're creating content often for your podcast. And then you probably have a lot of episodes that you can start sending traffic to as well. I love podcasters because it's like, most of the time, the ones that I see, you guys don't really advertise your episodes after like that first week that they come out. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm always I mean, calling podcasters out. So what, what, what Pitch is good for for that is that now people can still find those episodes whenever they need them in their journey. So like for this, once this comes out, maybe someone right now isn't thinking about Pinterest, but if they were to go to Pinterest and actually search about Pinterest and then they come up with a podcast episode later, it's like that's still valuable to them at that point. And your, your evergreen content is still something that they can find helpful for them. So that's why I think with podcasters, you have so much content that you usually don't keep talking about as much. So it's good to use it too. So people can find those episodes and you can still get those downloads. So definitely. Just you have to have, Mm. I always have my clients, you need to have content or you need to be being like, if you're ready to still invest in me, you need to know that you're going to be creating content. So usually most people come to me, they are already, they already have content. So a podcast or they are doing a lot of video content on like maybe they're a YouTuber or they have like IGTV videos, but they have things that they can actually drive traffic to a blog. So it's not just them coming here and saying, I'm, you know, fairly new and I don't have any content to drive traffic to yet. Now you started in that square one. So you need to have content or a blog or somewhere, or even your freebie, like somewhere to send people yes. to. And as you're saying that, I was like, we talk about the episode for the, you're right. We talk about it for a week and then we have another one the following week. But if it was on, there's so many episodes that I was like, I'd love to call more attention to. Because I was like, this is so perfect or relevant for right now. But if I had it on, like in my Pinterest, it would be, I don't need to decide when it's relevant for you. You decide when it's relevant for you. 
right? And it's all here and it's beautiful glory. We were like almost 57 episodes at the time of this. So people need to be in the nothing. It's easy to just, you know, just talk about it one time and it's like, okay, yeah. But, you know, like you said, even when people come across your Instagram, we're not going to look back at all your episodes. And some sometimes, no. you know, maybe there's one episode that catches our attention and then, you, you know, you go on a bench on there on the podcast. But if I didn't know you had an episode about certain certain things, like about pivoting or something like that, because I know I, I listened to your episodes recently, mm-hmm. um, that I wouldn't probably see it. But if I was searching for something like that on Pinterest, I can find it whenever I need it. So very, very good for that. Mm, I love that. Okay, so you've got to have the content. Now, I would love if you shared, like, what are some of, like, you have the three P's for Pinterest success that you teach. So please tell people about the three P's. I feel like that's going to answer all of my next questions. The first P is position. So you want to know how to position your bid on the platform that you're going to market on. So how I teach is that, of course, I'm teaching them about Pinterest, but in general, when it comes to marketing, you have to know how you're going to position yourself for that platform. A lot of people try to kind of do what you do on Instagram or on Pinterest or on Facebook or on LinkedIn, but it's like those platforms are different. So you have to know how to position your business on that specific platform. So when it comes to Pinterest, it's doing, doing your keyword research, knowing who your person is on Pinterest, because Things that we like to hear about our ideal client, like when I ask my clients, like, who your ideal client? They might say stuff like, oh, they love Rihanna and all this stuff. That's cool. It doesn't matter for Pinterest. <laughs> so I need to know more about mm. their pain points, their struggles. What are they coming to Pinterest to search for? Why are they using Pinterest? What are they looking for inspiration for? What are they trying to discover on Pinterest? So it's really about their goals, their pain points. And then the second P is profit, which is what everybody wants. So you need to know. <laughs> Give me them coins. Give me them coins. How to, a, Sorry. <laughs> how to create a strategy that's going to drive more profit and people to your business. So it's not just when they, when people come to me, they say, Oh, I want to pitch a strategy. And it's like what you might think is your Pinterest strategy. I do a lot more deeper in, than that. I do a whole marketing strategy. So it's really getting people from Pinterest all the way to your ultimate goal, which is why you need to understand your funnels and your customer journey because Pinterest is more mm. to get you the traffic. What happens after that traffic is really up to your whole marketing system. So that's what a lot of people go wrong is that they get the traffic from Pinterest, even with Pinterest ads, you can get traffic. But if your funnel is not actually there to convert people to warm them up from cold to warm to hot, then it's not going to matter the traffic that you get. Or if you're getting the wrong people mm. because you haven't positioned your biz the right way, it's not going to matter what traffic you get either. That's a very important point. It's like you get the eyeballs, but now what? Yeah. So it's like your strategy is actually around the whole process from A to Z, from Pinterest to your actual ultimate goal. And then the last P is presence. And this is for, like I said, once again, for all platforms, it's like, how do you show up and show out? So what is your implementation action plan to get you to be consistent on that platform? So that's where the tactics and the formulas come in to actually get you showing up and pinning your content onto Pinterest so that you have a presence. So yeah, that's all the third piece. But they all work together. Oh you can't God. have one without the other. You cannot have one without the I love that you work with the entire, like the entire business, really, right? You're not like, okay, well, you know, you do this over here on social, you do this on your email marketing, you'll do this with your content. It's like, I need to know exactly what's happening in your whole. So you're essentially like, it's kind like a business strategist, really. You know, it's Pinterest is yeah. the tool to get the eyeballs, but you're looking at, at the entire business, which I think is really important. And I would. So is that what you do in your B.I.B. day? Yes. Tell me about the B.I.B. day. (laughs) Yes. Yes. 
So in my Pinterest VIB day, I go through my three-part framework, which is identify strategy and implementation. So as you see, when I talked about the P's, I said, identify how to position your business, create a strategy for profit, and then create an implementation action plan for present. So that's how all the P's really come back together as well. So there's three parts to the VIB day, and we go through each of those things together. Up to four-hour session, usually three to four hours, we take breaks because I like breaks and brain breaks are necessary because I go for walks or dances and yeah so it starts with them understanding each part of my framework and how they can leverage it for their business I usually allow them to bring one one or two other people if they have someone they want to actually who actually do the implementation for them so that's really what it is it's really just helping you understand how to leverage Pinterest to drive more people and profit to your specific business and like I said I do look at everything because I've learned that it's not just about what you have to do on Pinterest if you don't have your foundational parts together on the other end of your actual business then you're not going to see the return on your investment so talk to me about keyword search you talked about this a bit earlier like you need to know your keyword search so the first thing I'm thinking is like well how do I do a keyword Is it the same thing as like any other platform? Like, how do I start with searching for the main keywords that I would use? That is really about like when you're trying to figure out your people and streamline your topics, that's when you really want to think about like, what are your main topics that you create content around? So like with someone like you, I I would say, okay, look at your, you know, your maybe your last 20 to 25 podcast episodes. What are you really talking about on those episodes or, you know, your content? What are your main topics that you create content around? Because from there, you'll be able to drill down your actual keywords. So you're going to use your topics as like your pillar keywords to start your searching on Pinterest. You do your keyword research on Pinterest because that's where people are actually searching at. And then from there, you're going to start getting keywords that kind of fall under those pillar topics. And you want to get at least 75 to 100 keywords. It sounds like a lot. But this Mm. is a search engine. So you want to make sure that your content is able to come up in all the different search results that people might use. So, for example, someone might say Instagram strategy, whereas somebody else might say Instagram marketing. At the same time, your content could be around it's around Instagram strategy, it's around Instagram marketing. So you will want your content to show up in both of those search results. So you will want to be using both of those keywords. So things like that. Okay, so that's perfect. First, I didn't know how I needed so many. So now I've got my keywords. I have like 75. What do I do? Do I now like say I'm trying to drive traffic to a podcast episode? Now, what do I do with these keywords? Do I put them in the description? Do I put them in my show notes? Like, what's the thing that's going to link people back? You put them everywhere. So I have 11 places that I tell people to put keywords. When you're doing like specifically for like a, say a podcast, you were doing your Pinterest title. So that's the title that you put on Pinterest. Then you're going to do your, your actual pin description. So within the description, I say Mm -hmm. you do like one or three sentences, like actually flowy sentences and not just keyword, 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 keyword. So you'll do like one or three. Yeah. Like make it, don't make it, don't be an a-hole. Do it properly. Like don't, don't be like. Personal branding, coaching branding. If you're a branding coach, you, branding. Seen that. We, we call it we call it keyword stuffing, and it's not best practices. So uh, I say one yes. of these sentences, and then at the end, you can do a little bit of keyword stuffing around the related keywords. Because sometimes, especially with podcasters, the main thing to think about is what are your episodes mostly about? Because you still want to always have that keyword there, and then using the keyword specifically for those episodes, because not all episodes might be exactly the same. And then you don't really want to focus so much on 
the person on the episode, like even if you were doing a, this one on my episode, onto, you wouldn't say like, I have Press Rogers on the pot. It doesn't really matter. I'm, I'm not a keyword. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not being searched for on Pinterest. Mm. You have to really think more about that content that you're putting on the platform. It's the content of the podcast, not about the person on the podcast show. Because like a lot of times I'll have people come to me and they're, they're like, well, you know, they're going to just use the same like, like audiogram or like image they will use for Instagram on Pinterest. And it's like, no, it doesn't really matter. No one cares about that person that's on there. They care about what the content is on the podcast. So you want to make sure that mm. pin title, pin description on the pin image itself, all the words on there can be read by Pinterest AI system. So they all are searchable as well. And then on your website, in the show notes, in the title, in the, the URL link, you also want to have really good keywords because that also help you with your SEO on Google. And wants to rank on ah, all so you want to be able to rank on both pinterest if you're using pinterest you want to rank on pinterest and then you want pinterest to actually help you also rank on google because i know everyone has seen them search for something on google and you see pinterest results come up as well and how awesome would it be that you're easily ranking on on google without you like trying oh my god amazing that's what that would be <laughs> we all about that first page of google your brain is all about that first page anyone go to the second page I love that. So it's very like what's becoming very apparent, which is probably what I love about it is it's not so much about me or me as even the business owner. It's very much like where I need information. I need information. And where do I get that thing? That's yes, it. We always say it's like the anti the anti platform. It's not about you. So a lot of times my clients have come to me and I just made a reel about this recently. They want to like create boards around like their favorite things and all this stuff. And it's like, no. No one cares. cares. When you're using Pinterest as a business, it's about your content only. It's only about your content. It's not about you. They're not, they're not coming to your profile like they would do, they would do on Instagram. You know, they're not coming to see you. Most people following you on Instagram, now they're able to get, you know, they engage. It's an engagement platform. It's there to kind of build that audience, build your community. Whereas Pinterest is more so about the content. It's about getting people into your funnel, getting people to know who you are and know you by your content so that now they want to get to know you after that. So that's the difference there. I love that because that's really good for people who are afraid to put themselves out there. And it is, and it becomes very much about like, the value you bring. And that's all you need to focus on. And I think that's just very much like in terms of like my mind shift, I'm like, that's all I want you to focus on. It's like, just look at the stuff. Mm -hmm. The stuff is good. Go listen to it. <laughs> go read it. Go consume it. Go action it. It's like, yes, Monique is entertaining. But realistically, sometimes I feel like that might even cloud people in terms like their judgment in terms of when they try and like, they think they're ready to like come on as a client. Meanwhile, they're just like, I just want your energy, which on one hand I love. And on the other hand, I'm like, yeah, but did you actually qualify to see if you're at the right spot for that? Whereas on Pinterest, it's like, it's clear that it's, this is about the content. And I think about when you were talking about the recipes earlier, I was like, I pin so many recipes. I cook none of them. I love to look at it though. I never look up who the hell is the person. I don't even know why I do it because like I'll actually have plans to do something like maybe like, I might say, oh, I'm going to make an apple pie. And then for some reason, when it's time to make the apple pie, I don't go back to any of the recipes that I saved. I just go and find another one. Like, right. I find the first one that comes up on Google. Like you just saved all these recipes on your Pinterest board. And then you just go to Google and pick the first one. Like there's something about recipes. I don't know. I think we get really enticed, but I think just even by the visuals yeah. of it, right? Like at the moment, I'm like, ooh, that looks like a good salad, Monique will make. And then I start a salad board. And I'm like, all the different salads, I never am going now, to make. And now like with idea pins, they're doing, because they're very similar to like Reels, TikTok. So what are idea pins? They're very similar to Reels and TikToks. 
And it's kind of like stories, but different. <laughs> so, okay. Um, they don't disappear. They don't. That's the one thing about pictures. Nothing disappears. So they don't disappear. And they're really there also to inspire, to give people ideas. So a lot of times when you go in there now, you'll see people, you'll see people post, because I post my reels on TikTok that are valuable. So it, you have to also still mm. make it make sense for the platform. I always say this because when you're talking about like content repurposing, some things don't make sense for the platform. So even if I make a reel on Instagram, and then what makes sense about it is in the caption, then it won't make sense for Pinterest. It won't make sense for TikTok because you can't do long captions on those things. Pinterest, you can't add mm-hmm. like a note section that can be like a caption, but it's not like a bigger thing that people maybe do. Like I try, I'm trying to get out now just to see, but that's like an example, like everything might not make sense for repurposing the content. So you have to make sure that it's bringing value. It's bringing someone, it's inspiring someone. It's giving an idea when you're using idea pins. But I do see a lot of good ones with people showing themselves making stuff. And I'm like, either I want to make this and I can't, or I want to cook this and I'm not going to do it. inspirational that's what it is inspirational aspirational that is why i love that that platform so i would love to know so you've got this you know you've got the pending oasis i would love to know like do you what's the top of the mountain look like for Presh? like what does like success look like for you is there anything super juicy you're working on working towards that you can share with the people i am working on something super juicy i guess i can share it's 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 leaning to where it's like a course because that's what i've been asked about okay. a lot and it's something that i think will serve my email list more because that's like the level that i haven't served as much because most of my other offers are high ticket offers my signature offers. So I want something that's more at, in the middle level. So that's what I'm working on for Q1 of 2022. That's exciting. So I'm excited about it. Yeah, it's really exciting. It's it's a lot of work. <laughs> so this, this Girl, quarter, in, it's, it's in there. I think for me, it's, it's the emails and, you know, like all of the, the funnel things to actually warm people up to do what you need them to do and um, bring them value at the same time. So, yes, I'm excited about that. And then at the top of the mountain. And there is no real top, right? But yeah, it's like I'm always one of those. I have never I was not, not I don't pivot a lot, I would say, but I will say I'm always changing like I would have never seen mm. myself here, you know, three years ago because I had just moved back from South Korea. So like completely different. <laughs> yeah. What? You left that part of the story, girl. <laughs> yeah. I used to be an English teacher in South Korea for three years. I moved back in 2018. Oh, yeah. Wow. So and before that, I was working in IT. My I have a bachelor's and master's in IT. I used to dream about working for Google. Like that's what I thought I was going to do when I moved back. And then I was like, I don't like this corporate America life. I want to travel more. Mm. And haven't gotten to travel because COVID. <laughs> as much as I wanted, yeah, COVID as, drops, as much as right. I wanted to, um, over these last couple of years, I was like, I'm going to be like a nomad and just live my life as a VA. And then, then this happened, and I'm like, oh, there's a whole world out here of online business owners. So I think for me mm. that I would love to, I love teaching and, and talking and training. So I would love to continue doing more of that. And I love that. Like, so you have this course coming out. It's very important that you let people know, yeah, but you trained in teaching. So in another language. So this is going to be freaking boxing. Yes, I, I, I realize I do like to teach, not middle schoolers though, because apparently puberty does not matter, no matter the country or language or culture. It's oh, just God. still puberty. They still think the world is ending and everything is 
Super dramatic. No matter what country. I've learned culture, country. They're all the same. (laughs) Oh, gosh. I do not envy that at whatsoever. I I loved it, though. And it's it's crazy because I look at some of them now because I was I'm still Facebook friends with some of them. And they're like, you know, graduated like high school. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, I remember when you were like. It was a very great experience. Though. I loved it. Oh, my gosh. That's fantastic. So do you have any plans for your next travel? Like now that the world is opening up, like what's on the docket? I don't have any plans, which is really always a hard thing. Um, I just came from Miami this past weekend, but I'm from Miami. So it's like just going home. What? I was just in Miami last week. <laughs> for me, it's going home and eating. That's what I just oh. go home for just to eat because I, I miss the beach. I went by the beach and stuff like that. I live in Atlanta now, so it's like no beach and it's cold. So I want some warm weather. Oh, please. I live in Canada. Y'all don't know nothing about no cold. So it's nobody. I'm sorry. <laughs> Your face is like, ah. Yeah, I, when I lived in Korea, that was my first time dealing with actual place that snows every year. Was that your first time no, seeing snow? Seen stuff for the first time. Technically in Canada. I seen it for the first time in New okay. York, but it was like I was with one of my best friends and we went to her godmother's house. We lived like right on the 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 line of like there in Connecticut. So it was really snowing, but it was like for like an hour. But like when I first was like deep in snow was actually in Canada. I went skiing for the first time and that was like amazing. But oh, it was very short term. But living someplace that snows, it's like you know, I don't mm. think I I like to experience it. Like I was like, I think maybe a nice trip for myself might be around January or February. I might go to like Colorado for like winter little vacation mm. for myself because I like to experience it. I love to see it, but it does get very dirty and, and slippery, especially when I live where I didn't have a car and I walked everywhere. So it, like, yeah, no. All right. So we'll keep you out of the snow. We'll keep you out of the snow. All right. Fantastic. So I would love to wrap up this conversation with a couple of questions, a couple of little mini quick fires for you to get people like, you know, into the mind of another business mind of another juicy CEO. So you ready? Yes. Let's go. <laughs> okay. So a favorite business book every entrepreneur should read. Oh, man. That's a hard one. I know. I'm going to say, I actually have not read this, but I've heard really great things about it. The Big Leap. The Big Leap is amazing. And I definitely highly, highly recommend it. But I actually have it on my, my library list of things to read before the end of the, end of the year. And I have keep hearing about it. So like, that's like something. Yes. Excellent. Okay. If you had an extra $20,000, how would you spend it? I would definitely hire someone. Yeah. Got you. Cause it'd be real. It'd be real up in these, in these course creating yes. streets. That's why. <laughs> An online mentor you wish you could meet living or dead. Oh man. That's a hard question. Probably Teresha Hawk. And who's Teresha Hawk for everybody? She is an, uh, a high ticket sales coach and she's just amazing. Like she, like when I watch her IG lives and stuff like that, I just feel like she's always giving out such valuable content and just like her mm. energy is just amazing. It's really great. I love it. What's the number one business tool you're le- using right now? Airtable. Mm. What's your favorite podcast you're listening to right now? I'm not, I don't listen to podcasts, but I'm going to say yours because I just started listening to it this week, actually. So I was like, let me dive into it. And then outside of like business, I would say the read. I'll take it. I'll take it. Okay, perfect. Something you love about business that most people hate. Being on camera. I love it too. And best business advice you were ever given. Be yourself. Just, just show up as you and have fun. 
show up as you and have fun. That is perfect. Thank you so much, Fresh. I really appreciate you being here and sharing all of the goods. People, you guys need to go follow her. You need to go follow her Pinterest. You need to go follow her Insta. And we're going to link to all of it. But where is the number one place people can find you? Give people that handle so they can search you out. Yeah. So funny enough, my favorite place to hang out is Instagram for all my Pinterest shenanigans and all the fun things. So definitely follow me there at Fresh Rogers with a D. And that's where I'll be at. All right. Perfect. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. If you enjoy this episode, then make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss the juice every single week. And if you thought this episode was super juicy, it would mean the world if you gave it a five-star rating and left a review over on iTunes so I could keep bringing the juice to more people who need it. And if you want to win some juicy swag, I want you to take a screenshot of this episode from wherever you're listening, then post it to your stories and tag me over on Instagram at Monique Bryan underscore co. That's Brian with a Y and you will automatically be entered to win. Until next time, my lovelies, keep building that brand over a business and raising your juicy CEO status.